Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Tune in as we share stories of triumph, resiliency, and healing. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamily Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hola, 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 guys. The summit is here, January 21st. 2023, your year to break through, you are better in 23. This summer is going to set the stage for the rest of your year. I'm talking about speakers from everywhere, just giving you everything you need to touch on your eight dimensions of wellness. Now, what I want you to do is go on my Instagram page at I am beauteous me. You're going to click on the link and you're going to sign up and you're going to invite a friend and tell a friend to invite a friend and to invite a friend and to invite a friend. All right, guys, now let's get into this episode. Hi guys, welcome back for another episode of the Beauteous Me podcast. We're going to switch things up today and this is for our speakers. We have an amazing, amazing coach for speakers, Julia. Julia Kraft is the founder of the Public Speaking Training Company. Speak to Inspire, founded in 2014, Speak to Inspire has trained thousands of entrepreneurs and professionals, as well as hundreds of companies like LinkedIn, Salesforce, Zscaler, Twitter, etc. She is passionate about helping smart professional women who are experts at what they do, but tend to freeze up, shrink down, and get self-conscious when the spotlight turns to them. She helps them to cultivate comfort in their skin, come across as the authority they are, and turn high-quality information into aspiring presentations. Guys, welcome, Julia. I'm excited to have you here. And I think it's important because when we think about speakers and people who enter the field to become a professional speaker, et cetera, it's a lot about sharing your story to capture the audience, right? And so I'm sure when people have to present um Things shift in them and that, that confidence piece that you talked about and how you help people go from a, a level of uncomfortability to comfortability. I want you to just share your story. How did you get here? Well, hello. It's so great to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. And, you know, my work is is for women who have a history of public speaking fear and nerves. So they might not identify as speakers, you know, I think we don't often identify as a speaker. It's, it's this scary thing, but you know, every woman is a speaker. Mm -hmm. She has a voice. She has an important message. And, and part of my mission is to support women to, uh, to claim their space and their voice and trust their voice. And so my background originally was in theater. I mean, even before I studied theater in college and got a degree in acting, I was such a theater geek growing up. I was that girl in high school, you know, that was in all the plays, I was doing all the improv classes. And then I went into to college to study theater and I loved it. It was so fun. But coming out of theater school, you know, trying to make it in the real world of acting, I realized really quickly that wasn't a lifestyle for me. I wanted to be able to make an impact and see the impact of my work which wasn't going to happen for a long time mm. when it came to acting. So I, I shifted gears at that point and I focused on yoga, which had become my personal passion. And I became a teacher and I, I eventually became a full-time yoga teacher and taught teachers how to teach. And it was through that process that I used 
the skills that I had learned of presenting and speaking, and that's really what got me success as a teacher and an entrepreneurial spirit for sure. Uh, and at a certain point when I was teaching teachers, I realized that what makes a good yoga teacher isn't about like how many fancy poses you can do or like how many sutras, you know, it's your confidence mm. and your ability to inspire others. That's why there's certain classes that are small and certain classes that are huge is because you want to come to the teacher that is not only going to give you a good workout, but it's going to you know, leave you with something inspiring and have that presence. So I started teaching yoga teachers about what I had learned in theater school. And it was so fun. I, I realized this is my passion and I created a business out of that. Uh, and it's been growing for years. It's uh, been focused more on professionals and entrepreneurs, obviously, for the past eight years. Uh, like you said, I've, I've worked in a lot of large companies helping helping um, employees to find their confidence, as well as, you know, I have tons of one-on-one -on -one clients that I'm supporting with, with whatever they're speaking is, whether that's a TED, TEDx talk or a meeting, leading a meeting for their team, because anything can be a high stakes communication moment. You mentioned TED Talks and presentations, but even smaller presentations that could be at work and people not having their confidence. Can you share with me what are some tools and techniques that have helped your clients leap forward and feel more confidence? It's a great question. And uh, there's a lot to share there. I want to share also that, you know, whether you're doing a TED talk or you're getting nervous about a meeting, the techniques are actually the same. There can be a calibration of the technique for maybe the level of anxiety, but it's not about the size of the audience, you know? So I really focus on the inner experience of the speaker and it's all, it comes all down to nervous system regulation. And what I mean by that is taking really good care of your own nervous system and knowing how to, I like to say, wrangle your own nervous system to choose to be calm, centered, and grounded when you really need it. And that's a practice. Uh, to, to sum up what you need to do to get there is you need to learn and create a speaker's warm-up routine that gets all aspects of you prepared. You know, women usually say that they want to prepare by writing out their content or preparing their PowerPoint presentation or rehearsing over and over again and memorizing. Those things actually will, will not boost your confidence. They will tend to put women more in their head, more into perfectionism. And then if something goes wrong or different than you planned, you've failed and there's tons of self-criticism. So actually to prepare yourself for success, the four things you need to prepare in your speaker's warm-up warm routine is your physical body, because there's no way around it, whether it's virtual or in person, your physical body is the instrument of your speaking. Just like a concert violinist has their violin, we have our body as the instrument of our speaking. So warming up your physical body. Uh, warming up your physical voice as well. I think it's often forgotten, but this morning I'm making my breakfast and making my coffee and I'm making sounds in the kitchen and, you know, 
<laughs> doing all kinds of silly sounds. I also have a background as an opera singer. And ah. so I have a lot of vocal training. But really, your voice needs to be warmed up in order to have two things that your voice sounds strong, right? It has that resonant tone, which instills respect and trust from your audience. Like, wow, okay, she's, she's present with her voice. But also that there's literally a connection from your mind to your mouth. I mean, I know that's not an anatomical thing, but when I wake up in the morning, I don't know about you, <laughs> sometimes my mind and my mouth don't work well together, right? <laughs> we got to warm up that muscle. Okay, so we've got warm up your physical body, warm up your physical voice, but then also warming up your mindset is super important. Mm. Getting your mindset in the right place so that you're thinking positive, like, okay, I'm super excited to offer this content instead of, oh my God, I hope they like it. I hope I do a good job, right? Have your mindset in the right place. Envision it going well. Um, Get clear on your intentions and what you want to bring into the meeting, what you want to get out of the meeting. Like Having that clarity is super important and being present with your mind. And then the last piece of a warm-up routine is overall energy because any high stakes communication moment, whether it's leading a small meeting or doing a TED talk is not a Sunday brunch with your friends. It's a heightened experience, you know? So you've got to bring a a somewhat of a heightened energy. And this is also where the calibration comes in. I'm not going to have TED talk style energy for a small meeting (laughs) at work, but you know, calibrate your energy a little higher than your every day so that you become magnetic and, uh, you know, people are drawn to hear what you have to say and they, they feel that it's really important. And the way to do that is through a lot of things that I already said, like physical body warm up, vocal warm up, like those things are going to raise your energy, but also sometimes jumping jacks or like run around the room, have a dance party, like whatever is going to raise your energy to that place of, Ooh, like I'm, I'm up, I'm ready. So those are the things that you need to warm up before you go into a speaking opportunity that if you do that consistently, you will have consistent confidence because you know how to get yourself there. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it totally makes sense. It, it goes back to kind of the work that you mentioned and getting people to feel comfortable and confident. Mm-hmm. And so these are the warmups before speaking engagement, but how do you get someone, how do you coach someone to feel comfortable and confident? And I heard you kind of use some of your yoga techniques because you talked about like, that, you know, warming up and, and uh, being mindful, et cetera. But how do you get someone to feel comfortable and confident when they're not used to speaking? They're not used to presenting. Yeah. I know it might sound counterintuitive, but doing exercises that have nothing to do with speaking can get you there because a lot of people that are more anxious or uncomfortable about speaking, they're, they're not used to being in their body and not used to being in their body in a way that is big and like taking up space. They might be like at their computers all day. And so then you ask them to be put in the spotlight and it's like, they're going to cower even more. So to be in their body in a way that's like, I'm going to lift my chest and lift my spine and open up and I'm going to speak with my full breath and really be heard. That is very confronting, but they can get used to it outside of the speaking opportunity by doing a warm up routine. That's like me in my office. Ah, 
oh, wow, my voice is loud. Okay, can I get used to that? Can I get used to that? And the more that you do that, um, it becomes normal to take up space with your voice. It's a new normal, like a new muscle memory that you're trying on. It's not yoga. It's not, you know, mindfulness straight up because we're not trying to make you into Buddha in the cave or something Mm -hmm. to be totally (laughs) chill and internal. It's actually in some ways the opposite of that. I call it external presence. Yes, I want you to be super present, but you need to be externally focused, not internally focused. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And what's interesting, here's what I'm, I'm hearing is I think I'm hearing it because of a, as my therapist hat is <laughs> allowing women to feel okay with taking up space, which we tend yes. to hide from giving women the opportunity to feel comfortable in situations where men would dominate those spaces. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm interpreting it a little bit more like deeper as a therapist. Cause I'm just like, wow, this is, this is why you do the work that you do. And just hearing you, it's like giving someone that opportunity to feel comfortable, to have yeah. a voice. That voice piece is important because so often something happens that's embarrassing. We might be in school. Someone might tell us we're not good enough here or our our tone, our voice is annoying or how we speak. We don't like to hear ourselves. And so giving ourselves the platform and it's like you're allowing people the permission to say, you matter, your voice mm. matters and you need to be heard. So that's, yes. that, I don't know, that's what I just kind of received and picking up from what you, you've been saying as like, you know, as a, as a, as this transformative experience in what you do. Yes. Beautifully said. I mean, really what my job is that I, is I put my attention on women mm-hmm. and give them the space to be heard and seen yeah. and an affirmation that they're doing well, even though they're growing, of course, and they're learning techniques. But a lot of times women are so critical of themselves. I'm sure yeah. you hear about that all the time. And yeah. especially if they are anxious and have fears, like it's beating themselves up all the time. So the most important thing to grow as a speaker is affirmation. I think like you, I think that we tend to think we need more criticism. Like, what am I doing wrong? What could I do better? But actually women grow through knowing what they're doing well and just doing more of that. And then the other things sort of fall away. Like if if you have a ton of fillers, me like, like Toastmasters counts your fillers. This is how many ums and ahs you had. Now, how I, I just don't understand how is that really going to help me grow as a speaker other than make me super self-conscious and critical of myself. Yeah. But instead of me saying you had 20 ums, I could say what I love about what you're, what you're doing, what I love about how you showed up is that you had this incredible warmth to you. Go, go again and try to smile more, connect with the audience more. Let's really feel your warmth. And then they get committed more to, uh, to speaking what they have to say. And they're, they're more focused externally. So their insecurities stop them from saying the fillers or they're not, um, they're, they're not in their insecurities. So they're not saying the fillers and then they don't even have to worry about it. And we don't need to get into criticism. So I really think that 
there's a lot that goes on in the public speaking training world. And if you're out there and you've taken trainings like Toastmasters or something, some other professional development training, and you felt that it was very mm, somewhat critical, gave you a lot of black and white techniques that were hard to actually apply. I used to teach those trainings and I could see that some people, some people got it. Some people were able to roll with it and some people really weren't. And it was because of that self-criticism, that mindset and the perfectionism. If a woman is walking around with that, then she's given a bunch of techniques and put on the spot. She's confronted with herself, you know? So I started to explore different ways of supporting women and yeah, affirmation is definitely much more powerful, I've found. I love that you say that. It, it brought me to a memory. I'm, I'm taking a training to be certified in EMDR, um, the, the trauma-focused like therapeutic approach. And as yeah. we broke up into groups, the first session I had um, a female um, therapist who was coaching us on the session. The second time, um, the last one, it was a male. And he was a little bit more harsher with his critique. And I found myself as I was practicing um, the, you know, the training that I froze because of, mm-hmm. I was so focused on the critique, so focused mm-hmm. on not messing up because of one little criticism. I had all sorts of emotions. I felt like I wanted to cry. My body, I had to be honest. And I said, you know, I'm feeling really intimidated. I'm feeling really uncomfortable. And I'm finding it hard to, you know, to move forward in a comfortable space and practicing the technique. Um, And, and, you know, because we had to practice on each other. And I had Uh to, after the session, I had to go back and sit with myself and see what that was about. And it's that fear of criticism that, um, you know, childhood stuff that's come up with, with like not rejection, but critique of like, not good enough, like that story. And so that one experience almost set me off to feel like, am I a good therapist? Am I like, you know, am I able to capture this? And I had to quickly, you know, I'm glad I I do my own work, obviously, and that I was able to capture that narrative and be like, no, you are a good therapist. This is what was coming up for you. And this is how you move Mm. forward. And so I was more attentive of it. The, the next day, um, as we were back in session and, and he was still coaching us where I was just like, this is what's coming up for you and be mindful. And I think the same thing happens that one person like Toastmaster or whoever, you know, just is not giving you good feedback can limit you to go back and retreat. If you're not doing your own internal work, yes. limit, retreat yes. you to a space where you could be like, well, forget it. I'm not doing it or or bomb it and then continue with that negative cognition of I'm not good exactly. enough. You see, I'm not smart enough. I'm not this, I'm not that. So the affirmations piece is important in that you're telling yourself that you are worthy. You are good enough. You can do these things because one little mistake as humans, we could revert back to those inner stories that will have a spiraling out of control. Yes. It's so well said. And I'm so glad in that situation, you were able to find your voice and at least say what was happening for you. Because I think that is really empowering. So many women just will put on a a happy face or try to get away uh, to hide from being honest. And I think being honest is one of the gateways to, you know, to transformation. Um, But I totally agree. Feedback is an art form, like giving feedback is is an art form. 
And it's so often done poorly. You know, women will come to me because their bosses say, you need to work on your confidence. You need to have more executive presence. You, <laughs> I, you look, I've heard that you, before, not for me, but I've heard yeah. other bosses say that about people who might want to go for a promotion. They don't have executive presence. It's like, yeah. What do you do with that? Right. I mean, feedback, yeah. like you sound young oh. or your voice is too high <laughs> and women get so self-conscious about, yeah. oh my gosh, my voice. I have to sound like a man. Yeah. So this feedback is very confusing and it's very personal. How could it not be personal? It's about your voice, about your body. It's a, it's, it's so personal. Uh, and it really plays on our self-esteem, like you were saying, and just yeah. knock us out. Like, and that's where the imposter syndrome can come in. Like, mm-hmm. I, of course I have nothing worth saying. So, uh, so yeah. So, a lot of times women are coming to me and they, they need at least a beginning boost of affirmation, right? To reset. I I see that they have a negative history around public speaking. I call it public speaking PTSD, which can go back all the way to, I don't know, elementary school. You do a show and tell and you peed your pants in front of the room or something like someone laughed at you or something. Yeah. Someone laughed at you. You have a lisp or something. And then here you are as an adult woman, not realizing that it's actually all connected. Like yeah. I'm afraid as an adult woman, they're going to laugh at me. And then I'm going to all of a sudden have a stutter. I'm going to all of a sudden have a lisp or, or they're going to notice this part of my anatomy that I don't like, or it's just, it's yeah. all connected. Yeah. Um, you know, my art of giving feedback that I found is really helpful is uh, the sandwiching technique of feedback. Yeah. Have you heard that? Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like I made it up, but uh, you know <laughs> that you share something positive and it needs to be specific. Like you're doing so well at keeping your eye contact with us. You're doing so well at keeping your gestures open. You really made me feel connected to you. You know, something very specific. And then something constructive. And the key word is constructive because mm-hmm. it's not negative. Like, like you seemed pissed or uh, you don't look confident. Like that's not helpful. But if you say, like, I noticed your eyes were darting around, or I noticed your sentences trailed off, or, you know, something very specific that they could actually do differently, it gives you a sense of power and control. Okay, well, yeah, okay, I'll work on that. Thank you. But then also ending with something positive, so that the the ego gets boosted again at the end after the constructive. Uh, It's it's very simple and I know it's not brand new, but it's so often forgotten when giving feedback, especially around public speaking. Absolutely. So Julia, I know I asked you to give us the tools at the beginning, but are there any knowledge nuggets you would want to leave to our listeners? Knowledge nuggets. What do you mean by knowledge nuggets? On speak, I know I, you. You already shared your tools at the beginning, but anything about confidence and feeling comfortable—something that maybe you forgot to share, or just like it, it's coming mm-hmm. to you now. Well, like I said, the first step is always nervous system regulation. Yeah, and that can be as simple as taking three deep breaths, three slow deep breaths. A lot of times, the women I work with are already overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. you know, stressed out, burnt out. And so slowing down is mm. a really important foundation. It's not the ultimate in terms of where I want them to get with their public speaking, but you've got to start where you're at. 
Don't try to like jump ahead to, I'm this inspirational speaker. Like you're going to fail. I'm sorry. Like you need to start with, okay, I feel good and I feel relaxed and I have enough energy. I work with a lot of uh, introverted women because I'm really introverted myself and people don't realize it. And the reason they don't realize it is because I manage my energy really well so that I have energy to give to a moment like this where I have to speak. I can't do this all day, every day. I can't do five, (laughs) 10 interviews in a week. I can't, like I will be burnt out. I won't have anything to give. And then I start stumbling over my words and blanking out. Of course I do because I'm exhausted on that like introvert level. I need to refill my batteries. So a really important thing is start where you are. If you're exhausted, if you're stressed, fill up your tank, take good care of your body, your physical voice, your mindset, your energy, nurture them, and then bring that more full self to the speaking opportunity, whatever it is. That is definitely step one. I love it. I love it. I love it. So Julia, where can people find you? Yes. Thank you. Well, my website is speak to inspire.com. Super simple. You can find me on Instagram at she speaks to inspire.com. I have a podcast coming out actually. It's going to launch in a few weeks, which is super exciting. So I have the first like five episodes ready to go. It's the She Speaks to Inspire podcast. You can check that out. And I have a webinar that uh, a masterclass that would be a great way to like take a next deep dive with this work if you're called to, where I teach my whole four-step framework of the four big things that you need to focus on in order to not just do that first piece around calm, but also the next three steps. So I would invite anyone listening to register for the free masterclass as a next step. You'll learn the three mistakes that I see women make when they're trying to grow as public speakers. I, I covered a few of them today, but you know, get really specific in the masterclass. And I teach one really important practice, a somatic practice that you can do right away to, to shift your state and be more um, ready for important communications. So to access that masterclass, you would go to speaktoinspire.com forward slash introvert webinar. I love it. I love it. Julia, thank you so much. This was such a fruitful conversation. Thank you for doing the work that you do with women, speaking to inspire women, motivating women to share their voice. This is important work that you're doing. So thank you for being here and the Beauteous Me podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope this episode fed your soul. Please be sure to download new episodes. You can also head on over to rate, review, and subscribe. For more updates, find us at www.iambeauteousme.com or on Instagram at iambeauteousme. Don't forget to use the hashtag beauteousmepodcast for your feedback.